Hello everyone and welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick and today is day 260 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we'll be reading John 5 and 6. We'll also be reading Psalm 105. Let's get to it. After this, a Jewish festival took place and Jesus went up to Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem. There is a pool called Bethesda in Aramaic, which has five colonnades. Within these lay a large number of the disabled, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I've no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus told him. Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well, picked up his mat, and started to walk. Now that day was the Sabbath, and so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, This is the Sabbath. The law prohibits you from picking up your mat. He replied, The man who made me well told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who is this man who told you, Pick up your mat and walk? They asked, but the man who was healed did not know who it was because Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Don't sin anymore so that something worse doesn't happen to you. The man went and reported to the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. Therefore, the Jews began persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Okay, a couple things. So the uh, pool of Bethesda. Um, historically, what we've learned is that it w- most likely was um, fed by underground springs that would bubble up periodically throughout the day. And the people at the time believed that it was angels stirring up the water and that if you got the first one into the water as the pool began to to stir and bubble would be the one to receive a healing. And um, it's just so not it just wasn't true. That's why. That's why he was there the whole time. That's why. Um, that's why it went the way it did, and it's just devastating what people will put their hope into. <clears throat> you know, um, Jesus responded to them, "My father is still working, and I am working also." This is why the Jews began trying all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. Jesus replied. Truly, I tell you, the son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son likewise does these things. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he's doing, and he will show him greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. And just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, so the son also gives life to whom he wants. The father, in fact, judges no one, but has given all judgment to the son, so that all people may honor the son just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will come, will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Therefore, I tell you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who will hear those who hear will live. Now, think about it. We say, um, Scripture says that those who are still in sin are dead. Um, they are dead. They are dead in sin. Um, And so the voice of the Son of God is calling out um, to those to come to life. And those who will hear and respond to Jesus will find life. Um, And it says, and he has granted him the right to pass judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this because a time is coming when all who are in the graves, now we're talking about 
the literal dead, right? Um, will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good things to the resurrection of life, but those who have done wicked things to the resurrection of condemnation. I can do nothing on my own. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. I, if I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies about me, and I know that the testimony he gives about me is true. You sent messengers to John, and he testified to the truth. I don't receive human testimony, but I say these things so that you may be saved. John was a burning and shining, excuse me, John was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But I have a greater testimony than John's because of the works that the Father has given me to accomplish. These very works I'm doing testify about me that the Father has sent me. The Father who sent me has himself testified about me. You have not heard his voice at any time, and you haven't seen his form. You don't have his word residing in you because you don't believe the one he sent. You pour over the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them, and yet they testify about me. The scriptures, the scriptures testify about Jesus, but you are not willing to come to me so that you may have life. I do not accept glory from people, but I know you, that you have no love for God within you. I've come in my father's name, and yet you don't accept me. If someone else comes in his own name, you'll accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but don't seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom you've set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, because he wrote about me. But if you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe my words? After this, Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee, or Tiberias. A huge crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was performing by healing the sick. Jesus went up a mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, a Jewish festival, was near. So when Jesus looked up and noticed a huge crowd coming toward him, he asked Philip, where will we buy bread so that these people can eat? Now he asked this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread wouldn't be enough for each of them to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, and said to him, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, so they sat down. The men numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, and after giving thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also with the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were full, he told the disciples, collect the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they collected them and filled 12 baskets with pieces from the five barley loaves that were left over by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, this truly is the prophet who is to come into the world. Therefore, when Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat and started across the sea at Capernaum. Darkness had already set in, but Jesus had not yet come to them. A high wind arose and the sea began to churn. After they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. He was coming near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I. Don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him on board, and at once the boat was at the shore where they were heading. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the other side of the sea saw there had been only one boat. They also saw that Jesus had not boarded the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone off alone. Some boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? 
Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that lasts for eternal life, for which the son of man will give you because God, the father has set his seal of approval on him. What can we do to perform the works of God? They asked. Jesus replied, this is the work of God that you believe in the one he has sent. What sign then are you going to do so we may see and believe you? They asked, what are you going to perform? Our ancestors ate the man in the wilderness, just as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. I mean, listen, he just literally multiplied five loaves and two fish to feed thousands. And they're asking for a sign. Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said, sir, give us this bread always. I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. But as I told you, you've seen me, and yet you do not believe. Everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me will never I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me that I should lose none of those he has given me, but should raise them up on the last day. For this is the will of my father, that everyone who sees the son and believes in him will have eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. Therefore, the Jews started complaining about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, isn't this Jesus son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can we now say I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Stop complaining among yourselves. No one come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has listened to and learned from the father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the father except the one who is from God. He has seen the father. Truly, I tell you, anyone who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that anyone may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from the from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. At that, the Jews argued among themselves, how can this man give us flesh, his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you do not have life in yourselves. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. Because my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living father sent me and I live because of the father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. It is not like manna your ancestors ate and they died. The one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, this teaching is hard. Who can accept it? Jesus, knowing in himself that the disciples were complaining about this, asked them, Does this offend you? Then what were, if you were to observe the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some among you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning those who did not believe and the one who would betray him. He said, This is why... I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. From that moment, many of his disciples turned back and no longer accompanied him. So Jesus said to the twelve, You don't want to go away too, do you? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. 
Jesus replied to them, didn't I choose the 12, you, the 12, yet one of you is a, is a devil. He was referring to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, one of the 12, because he was going to betray him. Whew. And now Psalm 105. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Proclaim his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Praise to him. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell about all his wondrous works. Honor his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wondrous works he has done. His wonders and the judgments he has pronounced. You offspring of Abraham, his servant, Jacob's descendants, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments govern the whole earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he ordained. For a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham swore to Isaac and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. When they were few in number, very few indeed, and resident aliens in Canaan wandering from nation to nation and from the one kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their behalf. Do not touch my appointed ones or harm my prophets. He called down famine against the land and destroyed the entire food supply. He had sent a man ahead of him, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with shackles. His neck was put in an iron collar. Until the time his prediction came true, the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent for him and released him. The ruler of people set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all his possessions, binding his officials at will and instructing his elders. <clears throat> then Israel went to Egypt. Jacob lived as an alien in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them more numerous than their foes, whose hearts he turned to hate his people and to deal deceptively with his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed his miraculous signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness, and it became dark, for they did not defy the, his commands. Or, sorry, for did they not defy his commands? He returned their water, he turned their water into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land was overrun with frogs, even in their royal chambers. Are you picking up on that? We're recounting the plagues, right? He spoke and insects came gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and lightning throughout their land. He struck their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their territory. He spoke and locusts came, young locusts without number. They devoured all the vegetation in their land and consumed the produce of their land. He struck all the firstborn in their land and their first progeny. Then he brought Israel out with silver and gold, and no one among his tribe stumbled. Egypt was glad when they left, for the dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread a cloud as a covering and gave a fire to light up the night. They asked, and he brought quail and satisfied them with bread from heaven. He opened a rock and water gushed out. It flowed like a stream in the desert, for he remembered his holy promise to Abraham, his servant. He brought his people out with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they inherited what other peoples had worked for. All this happened so that they might keep his statutes and obey his instructions. Hallelujah. That's it for today. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See you then.